Welcome to Great Points, financial insights for improving your relationship with money. I'm Matt Schroeder, Certified Financial Planner and Director of Financial Planning at Great Point Wealth Advisors, a fee-only registered investment advisory firm with offices in Boston and Danvers, Massachusetts. Welcome to Episode 25 of Great Points. When I launched this podcast 10 months ago, my goal was to share some stories and experiences that I've encountered over my 20 years in the industry so that you would be able to hear other people's challenges and maybe feel that these, these are not unique or that you're not alone in some of the you know, challenges or issues you're facing. I also wanted to give you the tools and the, and the process that we take clients through so that you might be able to make more confident financial decisions and feel like you're in control of your finances both today as well as having a positive outlook for the future. Now, I understand not every episode may apply to your current financial situation, but it's important to remember that when it comes to decisions and financial planning matters, there's never a right choice for everyone, but there is always a right choice for you. For episode 25, I thought it would be helpful to recap uh, some of the, the key takeaways from these 10 months uh, and kind of boil it down to my top 10. Uh, and. Like I said, the top 10 are both in an order of importance uh, to, you know, the impact they may have on your financial decisions, as well as the prevalence in which I've seen them, uh, you know, show up in client scenarios and, you know, having clients deal and have to face these different challenges. So with that being said, we're going to jump into my top 10 financial takeaways from the first 10 months of Great Points. Number 10. Have great resources around you. In episode 15, I interviewed a friend of mine, Mara Allard, who is a real estate agent on the North Shore of Boston. And we just talked about the importance of having uh, resources around you to help you make intelligent and difficult financial decisions. Um, so you know, when you think about your team, whether it be your attorney, your advisor, a banker, um, in, you know, whether you've used these people or you're just kind of you know, building your network around you, it's important to have valuable resources and allies uh, on your team uh, for, for what may come down the road. Number nine, insurance. Now, insurance is not exactly most people's favorite topic, but it's something that you need to have. Um, in episode 12, we talk about uh, insurance and the different types that of insurance that exist, uh, and more importantly, making sure that you understand what you have and what you're paying for. Because insurance contracts are written by very uh, established companies and attorneys, uh, and they sometimes have a lot of teeth to them. They may be 10, 15, 20-year contracts with some significant penalties to get out of or make changes. Um, so you know, if you're going to be engaging in something that you need to have like insurance, you want to make sure that you spend a little bit more than probably 15 minutes uh, deciding what to buy and making sure what you buy, you understand what you're paying for and what you're going to get out of it. Number eight brings us to another word that you may not like to hear that often. Uh, that's debt. And you know, for a lot of clients, uh, debt is an essential part of building a financial plan. Um, but they may have been taught good things about debt, bad things about debt. Uh, they may have been taught to respect it, to fear it, to hate it. Um, in episode nine, we talk about the ideas of good debt and bad debt. Uh, and you know, if you were buying a house in the 80s and interest rates are 12, 14, 16 percent, you know, having carrying a mortgage for a long period of time was was tough. Um, but right now, with interest rates at all time lows and essentially access to borrowed money, 
you know, very low, uh, you want to understand both the power as well as respect the dangers of, of, of having and carrying debt in your financial plan. Number seven is liquidity. You may have heard the old saying that cash is king. Um, and right now with uh, cash in the bank not earning a whole lot, you know, some people wonder, you know, how much cash is the right amount of cash to have. But when we talk about liquidity in an episode eight, we talk about having access to, to money without having to worry about penalties or fees. So access to money could be money in the bank and checking savings money markets. It could be a line of credit on your home or your business. Um, there's a lot of different ways to think about liquidity. It doesn't necessarily have to be uh, money in the bank. It could just be where could, if I needed money for something, an opportunity or a challenge that came about, could I access liquidity and money uh, without having to worry about significant tax issues or penalties? The most common of offenders of this situation are individuals that have a lot of money saved for retirement, but not a lot of money in the bank. So they have a, a good nest egg, but if they need liquidity, uh, you know, there may be significant tax or, or penalties to get money out of those retirement accounts early. Number six is understanding needs versus wants. Uh, in episode seven, uh, I recorded an uh, a episode called uh, Toyota or Tesla. And essentially, the idea is understanding that there are certain needs that we have in our life. You know, we need a home, we need a car, uh, we need to eat, we need health care. Um, but we don't always need the, the most expensive version of all of those things. So when we talk about needs versus wants, you need transportation. You don't necessarily need to do it in a Tesla. Um, but sometimes you've earned the right and, the, and you can afford to do it. Uh, so when we understand the concept of needs versus wants, it's just about having a framework to make decisions to either reward yourself or to check yourself uh, when, to avoid making a, you know, a larger purchase than maybe you need or want to that you might regret down the road. Now, staying on the trend of spending, my number five greatest point is the eight areas of uh, overspending. And, and we talked about this in episode six. Uh, there's a lot of different things that you can spend your money on, and there's a lot of people that are very happily willing to sell you or take your money from you. Um, in this episode, we talk about you know sort of the, the major items that can either lead to uh, overspending and understanding how it's okay to splurge and okay to treat yourself, but making sure you're not uh, splurging in too many areas that's putting stress on your current cash flow, increasing you know, bad debts, uh, and you know, making it harder for you to accomplish your long-term goals based on current spending. So like I said, you want to make sure you can treat yourself, but you also want to make sure you're not doing it at the detriment of your future financial plan. So number four on my list is saving for the future and essentially establishing savings goals that are right for you. So in episode 10, we talk about you know, how much you need to be saving and you know, what do you want to be saving for and what's the right approach to it. And just to kind of put a numerical example in these next couple uh, items, if you uh, decide you want to start saving $100 a month, now let's say you're you know, in your 20s, and you're going to save that $100 a month for the next 40 years. That, over those 40 years, you will save $48,000 of principal. Uh, and depending on how you invest those dollars, they can grow to a sizable amount. So just to put it into context, context if you were to earn 9% a year on your money as it grows, that $100 a month would be worth $468,000 in 40 years. 
which is a, a significant sum. So you know, when we talk about identifying savings goals, you want to make sure you are, have an idea of you know, what you want to spend, when you want to spend it by, and how much uh, investment risk you can afford to take along the way. Now, number three on the list that kind of ties into those savings goals is the time value of money and understanding compounding interest. So when you're identifying your savings goal, the two biggest factors that uh, impact your future growth is how many years you're going to let that money grow and at what rate of return you're going to earn on those dollars. So to continue that numerical example, if you were to save $100 a month and you were earning 9% a year, but instead of having 40 years, you only had 30 years, that same money invested for those 30 years would only grow to $183,000. Now the difference of that $280,000 difference is 10 more years of growth uh, and 10 more years of savings. So when you're thinking about the future, um, even if you're not ready to decide what you want to do when you retire, it still is important to try to get started saving early and understanding that you know the more time you have, uh, you know thing, investments like stocks or you know historically aggressive investments aren't as risky when you have that time on your hands. Because the second part of understanding that time value of money and compounding interest is the risk factor. So, you know, if you have time on your hand, let's say you have that same 40-year time frame, and instead of investing aggressively, you're, you're a little more fearful and you take a more conservative approach, and instead of earning 9% a year, you generate a 6% annual rate of return. The difference in growth over that same 40-year period would be uh, about $200,000. So. $100 a month invested for, for 40 years at 6% would grow to be about $200,000. Um, so when you think about time and, and risk and inflation, you want to make sure that you have the right, um, you know, the right investment approach and the right savings approach. Because if you only have three years to grow your money, you can't take the risk of, of having half of the value disappear. Um, but when you have 30, 40 years of savings, you know, taking a little bit more equity risk is not adding a whole lot of overall risk to your to your long-term portfolio. So number two on the list is uh, understanding the tax impacts of the decisions you make with your money, uh, and whether that be on investments or savings or debt. Uh, and in episode three, we talk about you know the idea of tax impacts on your future savings. So if we kind of continue that same uh, you know, numerical example, $100 a month for 40 years, uh, if you were to invest that money in a Roth IRA, uh, along the way you would have to pay taxes on the money you saved. So you, are, you saved $48,000 of principal, and along the way you might have to pay about you know, $20,000 total, uh, assuming you know, a 40% tax rate. But the money that grows in the future would be 100% income tax-free to you. So that $468,000 at the end of the road, the government's already gotten their piece, so that's all yours. On the flip side, if you use a traditional IRA and you save that same $100 a month, uh, but you basically got to write it off your taxes each year, so you would have saved about $20,000 or $25,000 or so in taxes along the way, but that same $468,000 pot has not been taxed yet. And you'd, like I said, you don't take the IRA out all at once, but theoretically, if you were to say, well, how much of that $468,000 is mine? Well, the government's going to keep about a third to 40% of that. 
So you're going to probably give back 200,000 of that back to the IRS. Um, so, you know, net net, you, you end up with about $250,000. So Roths aren't always better, but it's just understanding that a dollar invested today has some tax advantages. And, you know, but you also, if you get a tax break today, you're probably going to have to pay taxes in the future. Um, and just, you know, understanding what's the right choice for you is important. And the number one uh, learning that uh, you know I've tried to impart in these episodes is to expect the unexpected. You know, in episodes 11 and 17, we talk about situations that you may come up that you're not usually thinking about or preparing for. And it's usually in these types of situations where people are usually under higher stress or they're pressed for time. Uh, and some of the decisions they have to make can be irrever- you know, irrevocable where they can't be changed or they might have a, a, a short term as well as a long term consequence. Um, and usually it's in situations where I talk to people after they've made these decisions without help or guidance that they have some regrets and, and, and fears that they made the wrong decision. So the best advice I can give you is, you know, to practice these scenarios and kind of try to plan for the, not necessarily plan for the unexpected, but just think through, you know, if I were to lose a job, if I were to lose a loved one, you know, if we were to win the lottery, you know, what would I do with those dollars? So that, you know, if, if they ever do come to pass that, you know, you, at least you have a, some basis for making those decisions. Um, and if you don't do any of the preparation ahead of time, you can still listen to these episodes as a way to have a, a, a thought process or a, a way to, to think through in those stressful situations to minimize the you know, possible regret that you may have in the decisions that you end up making. You know, because you've heard me say it before, and I'll continue to say it to you over and over again, uh, there's no right answer for everybody, but there's definitely a right answer for you. Now, I hope you've enjoyed listening to some or all of these episodes and have been able to take some useful tidbits to apply to your financial futures. Um, now, moving forward with uh, upcoming episodes, I'm going to try something a little bit different. You know, essentially for the first 24 episodes, I've been uh, you know, making educated decisions or guesses about what topics you may want to hear about. Um, but moving forward, I'm going to invite on some guests onto the, the podcast and give them the opportunity to flip the table and ask me questions about what's truly on their mind or what's you know, kind of causing them stress or anxiety in their financial lives. So hopefully you get a chance to listen in to season two, uh, which is going to be called Great Points, Three Questions with Matt, where I'll be on the hot seat to answer questions from my friends and guests on the show. Now, I hope you can apply some of what you heard today to improve your relationship with money. And thanks again for listening. Until next time, I'm Great Points with Matt Schroeder. Great Points is hosted by Matt Schroeder. Great Point Wealth Advisors is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Securities and Exchange Commission in accordance and compliance with the securities laws and regulations. Great Point Wealth Advisors does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through Great Points. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.